This is the Married to a Startup podcast. Each episode, we invite an entrepreneur and their spouse to share the realities of raising a family while building a business. Each couple has a unique story to tell about leveraging each other's strengths to build awesome things. Join us as we learn from their experiences. And we went to this Italian restaurant and he sat me down and he said, do you want to do this with me? And he said, you're either with me or not. I can get a nine to five job. Or if you're with me, we can do this together. On this episode, Kristen and Jeremy share what it was like to be building businesses and working full-time, each in their own spheres, while they dated and were newly married. Hello, and welcome to Married to Start podcast. We are excited to be here today with Kristen and Jeremy Andrus, um, and we're going to just dive right in, as we always do. Jeremy, our first question, I tried to do this at the very beginning, what do you do for business? What do I do? Well, um... I run a company called Traeger Grills, and so Traeger is a wood pellet barbecue that goes in your backyard. Uh, it's a brand that's actually been around for over 30 years now, and um, it was uh, for 26 years. It was a small Oregon-based brand uh, that um, that um, uh, my financial partner and I discovered. We bought it and eventually moved it here to Utah and have been on a wild ride that seems like another sort of 26 years. It's been four and a half years and just uh, it's been a great ride. It's been a ton of fun. Awesome. And what did you do before that? So before that, um, I co-founded a business called Skull Candy, a consumer awesome. electronic brand based up in Park City. I have a real appreciation for Jeremy and his calm as he explains what he's done in his career. <laughs> oh, there was no calm there was no calm in any of it. It's only this moment that feels calm. I I'm from Oregon, so um Traeger is a very familiar name it is. to me. Mount Angel is where Traeger was born. Yeah. So, uh, that's very familiar to me and I think Skull Candy is a brand that is not unfamiliar to very many people. So, Congratulations Thank on you so much. what you've accomplished so far. So then with uh, before we got started, Jeremy, you mentioned that uh, Kristen is also an entrepreneur. And of so, sorts. so Kristen, give us <laughs> I a... didn't tell you that before the podcast. You're an entrepreneur. <laughs> Wait, I have to say Jeremy and I joked that they that they would call me and say, Jeremy, how does it feel to be an entrepreneur's wife? I mean a husband, <laughs> husband. And we kind of joked about that. But not in the true sense, um, but definitely an entrepreneur's wife. And I would say um, I definitely have a hobby and um, have do some fun things on Instagram with, you know, exercise and healthy eating and recipes and cooking, which relates really well with Traeger and has been mm -hmm. really fun working with him. So I don't make a dollar but I guess you could say I'm an entrepreneur of sorts. I just don't know where I'm going with it. Right now it's pure hobby, totally fun, um, you know, when there's, I have time. There's brand value to unlock there somewhere. Yes. he's. Oh, I tell him about, you know, yesterday I did this workout and I had my had it all set up. And he's like, so when does the income stream start, <laughs> start coming in for these? And I was like... You know, not yet, but as soon as I always say, when my twins are in, you know, kindergarten or, or first grade, I'm willing to be so patient. Yes, you are. You are so patient and so supportive. The virtue, right? Okay, I want to ask some getting to know you questions, and then we're going to jump back into kind of timeline of your lives together, and then as it mixes with building businesses. Um, so, Kristen, if you can tell me two traits that you have in common with Jeremy, and then I'll have him. Tell us two traits that you have 
polar opposite of each other. Oh my gosh, I want the opposite. You can have it if you want it. No, oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, the question's already We're happened. so different, but I but I think it it works so well. Oh my gosh, we're so different. Okay, um, but similar. Let's see. I'd say we're both um, hardworking. We're both pretty intense. Um, which I think works works really well in our in our own ways. Um, how we go about doing that is totally different. Um, and I'd say we're both very passionate. When we get into something we love or something that you know we're whatever it may be, we both have a lot of passion for for what we do. That was hard, by the way, because we're very different. Wouldn't you say? No. <laughs> yes. We, we both love adventure. We both, we both we're adventurous. We're yeah. very different. We're yeah. very yeah, different. No question about it. Um, it feels like it's working, though, right? Totally. Maybe this is not the place, though. <laughs> um, so um, here's, here, here, here's a trait that's very different. We're very different in terms of how we make decisions. So yes. um, Kristen is like a rapid fire. She's like, go, go. She just decides... She's there, it's done, doesn't think twice. And I'll give you an example. When I buy shoes versus oh when Kristen gosh. buys shoes, she walks in, yep. she picks them out, she tells them the size. On a slow day for Kristen, she'll try one of them on. <laughs> totally. She pays, she leaves the box, she puts them on her feet, she walks out. <laughs> it's so true. I walk Without, in. Without, and never looking back, never questioning. <laughs> no buyer's remorse. No, never. I, I, I walk in and... I study, I think I know what I'm coming for, I pick them up, I look on the inside, the outside, I try on multiple sizes, I take them off, I put them down, I think about it. And, and, and that, that sort of typifies how we make decisions. Now, as soon as I have all the data, like I can make a decision fast, but I take time, especially on things that are more sort of Art over science type yeah. type decision. So let, in, less, in business, you're business. Quick, I, I move fast be, because there's there, there's just more data driving decision making. Yeah. But mm. things like that, um, I'm thoughtful and like she <laughs> is go 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 over thoughtful and I'm under thoughtful, right? <laughs> but we both we both think we end up making good choices. So uh, we do, but I can tell you a hundred times where I said, "Slow down, yeah. let's think through this, let's." <laughs> And, and and then she will acknowledge that we end up in a good place. Yeah. Not, a, not a better place, but a good place. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. I would say the second is, uh, and, and, and there, there are a lot of them, I think that um, Kristen has so much energy that um, she, she, she wants things to happen when she wants them to happen how she wants them to He's happen. He's saying impatient. But I, <laughs> yes, mean, I got, I got down it. the path and I didn't know how to say impatient <laughs> diplomatically. I'm a little bit, I, I'm a little bit more, um, I'm a little bit more patient and, and, and I'm a little bit more even keeled from a personality perspective. And uh, I would say that, you know, we're not at opposite ends of the spectrum, but we're sort of touching the walls on the opposite ends. <laughs> I love hearing this, but I would have expected it to be swapped to be honest, just with an entrepreneur, because that's how it is with Doug and I. We are so opposite. But we meet couples every day in, in this in this podcast that are just totally the same. They move together, mm. no questions. But we understand the touching that's the not, wall situation. That's not us. I, I would say, though, that there are, there, there are a lot of things that we really enjoy together 
And so I would say that there are less traits and more things that we've come to really appreciate together. Mm -hmm. uh, things like food. Mm. Um, and boy, this is, a, this is an area that we were totally different in when we got married. I grew up in a home with a mom who didn't love to cook. And um, we'll leave it at that. She just, didn't <laughs> love, she just didn't love to cook. And so food for me was function. Kristen grew up loving food in a home where her mother loved to cook. And so we've actually developed a real shared love for food. So when we traveled, we were in New York City recently together. We stopped and ate 20 times in two days. <laughs> yeah. um, it's very we, important to us. We both love adventure. We love, you know, we love to travel, and we, and, and we very rarely, at least the two of us together, go back to the same place. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think we both love, we kind of like, like adrenaline. And, and mm -hmm. that, that's a little bit of an entrepreneurial trait, but I think we both like some level of excitement in activities that we choose. Yeah. And um, so I would say that th that's, that's, that's why I think we enjoy spending time together so much is, although we're very different, we have found sort of shared passions that, that we really enjoy doing together. But also I think the whole, you know, I can help on things that don't matter. I can help you make decisions a little bit faster and on things that do matter you can help me slow down and so right there's there's kind of this meeting in the middle especially when you're raising a family and you're running a household right like mm -hmm. things you know things kind of have to happen fast yeah i mean so what what she just said is like jeremy it doesn't matter which shoes you wear today <laughs> right. they're both sneakers they're both they're <laughs> both so adidas true. ultra boost just pick one and go it's so true it's so true but there's definitely times that he has had me slow down when i didn't want to and it I'm so glad I did. But then I go right back to full power. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. I'm, I'm Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I'll leave that to you to make sure that you kind of slow me when I need to be slowed there down. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, so let's go to um, you guys meeting for the first time. What was the stage of life uh, set the scene for me, Kristen? This is a great story. So we both flew into um, the Bay Area to Piedmont to a wedding, and he knew the groom. And I knew the bride. Um, we both kind of, uh, I don't know, we were both single, not really dating people. And uh, he was sitting behind me at this outdoor wedding and he offered me his jacket. And I said, I kind of turned coolly and said, nope, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and then another guy, a couple, then I kind of was a little chilly. And then another guy offered me his jacket and I took it. And, and, that was, and I noticed. And he noticed. <laughs> so that was the beginning. But then we got sat at the same table. Um, and he said, Jeremy Andrus. And I said, oh, I know some Andruses. And it turned out to be his grandparents who were in my church growing up. I knew them very well. I knew a lot of his aunts and uncles, but I hadn't known that there was a Jeremy Andrus family um, back kind of in the East Coast. And so um, that was the beginning. And then we dated for a very long time because Jeremy is very bad at making decisions. <laughs> Shoes or wives. Here's, here's <laughs> wife period. Wife, plural, wife. Uh, singular. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, here's here's Slow a here's a slightly decisions. here's a slightly a different decision. perspective. I always make the right decisions. <laughs> I'm very thoughtful about it. And and this is like the 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 case in point. Yeah. Yeah. We dated long distance San Francisco, mostly San Francisco, Orange County in California. A lot of Southwest miles, and uh, he ended up making the right decision. I did uh, after supporting the Southwest airline stock for a long time. <laughs> yeah. So, that, yeah. so there, there, there's another just little tidbit here, um, which is um, we met that evening, 
um, at, at, at the wedding. We, we danced a little bit, had a great time. I was like instantly like attracted head over heels for this woman. And, and she would say things move slowly. They, they actually felt like they moved fast. <laughs> um, but uh, we, we exchanged phone numbers and uh, she said, hey, I'm having friends over tomorrow night in Walnut Creek. Do you want to come over? And I said, yeah, yeah, call me. And she said, okay, doesn't call. And so a few days later, eventually calls. She comes over to my house for, for our first oh, date. Oh, yeah, this is great. She drives up to Park City. She sees this big, beautiful home, and she's, of course, wildly impressed. We have a great date. We come home. We're sitting on the couch talking. My parents come in. <laughs> and, like, and they didn't knock, and she learns, oh, well. And then my grandparents come home. <laughs> oh, no, this is true. This is all and, true. And uh, she realizes it's actually not my house. I'm a single guy living in the basement, moved back in with mom and dad. Yep. Yep. And, it's uh, true. And I still. Oh, by the way, on the first date, I didn't pay either. Um, one of my buddies came, and it was the three of us. Do you remember that? Oh, I and remember he, that. Yes. He, he paid. It's Let's just restaurant. say the first couple of years, I. Well, first many years, I made a lot more money than Jeremy did. <laughs> I was in sales. I, went, I was in outside sales. So in a way, I was an we entrepreneur. didn't need to go there, but my sugar mama did. Yeah. He totally, I totally was. She I, made me sign a prenuptial agreement. I did. You know, I was making a lot of money. I was single. And he was, you know, already kind of more in the entrepreneurial, you know, in sales, you can, you can do well. So I was very confident and very, I would have, I probably paid for dinner more than you did. But I didn't mind because I was like... I knew there was something, you know, I knew there was something there. I and I got my first paycheck two years after we got married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like super impressive. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So clear, clear a few details up for me. You were both in Utah at the time that you met? Yes. Uh, yes, yep. for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. And then that, then you went your separate ways. Yeah. Yeah, still, still dating. I went to Dallas. Uh, yeah, we the nine I came lives. back to Park City. <laughs> she went to Southern California. I went to San Francisco. And eventually we decided that if we were to be married, we should live in the same. <laughs> <laughs> it same might state. make it easier. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so you were in the midst of building Skull Candy. No. Skull Candy was actually the second, was, was my second entrepreneurial venture. Okay. Um, you've never heard of the first one. Okay. <laughs> That's um, what I like to hear. It's not defunct, but it's also why it's not a raging success. Okay. And so actually I moved to Dallas um, to run a business. Oh, I think on our, on our third or fourth date is when she realized that I was unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> and she, and, and she, but in really good shape. <laughs> good, good comment. There we go. Okay. Um, and so, uh, no, I, I tried something else in, in Dallas, and she came to visit me down there a few times. Uh, tough year, was not successful, uh, eventually uh, packed up, left, and moved to San Francisco. So Skull Candy happened eventually. It was sort of um, the uh, third, say, opportunity in three years as we, as we knew each other. Yeah. So I, we have yet to interview a couple that knew each other during that phase of – trying to start companies and so like truly dating an entrepreneur oh yeah yeah what, what was that like well I think when you you get to know someone I knew his background I knew what a hard worky worker he was he's brilliant in in so many levels like Jeremy plays a violin he's super you know book smart all, all that kind of stuff he's just and he's funny like he just had all these attributes that I 
just wowed me all the time. Um, <laughs> it's said, true. And he's, he says, and, he, and he's, yeah, he's still all those things. Um, he went to Harvard Business School. So right there, it's like, this guy is, is going to do, you know, something amazing. And I, I literally knew that. I just, there was something that told me, and he had been, I mean, he, he built some hotels. He'd done so many different things and he was successful in, in most of them. Even when it wasn't successful, he picked right up and, you know, moved on to the next. Now, I will say we were getting close to getting engaged for Skull Candy. He's living in the marina in San Francisco. I'm so excited that we're going to get married, live in San Francisco. It's going to be so exciting. And he's like, I'm going to pack up my my car and I'm going to head out to Park City and, and live, you know, with my parents and start this Skull Candy. We literally thought it was a candy company when we first looked it up. And I was like, no. Like, I literally tried to talk him out of Skull Candy, which once again proved. It turned to, out okay. It turned out okay. Do you, do you know what? So, so we did um, – it, it's a little bit of a blur actually from – um, Igloo's frozen drinks, which which is which was the first venture, until I left Skull Candy, which was twelve years later. Um, it was it was a grind. I mean, yeah. I, I I remember on the first one, Igloo's sitting um, in my parents' um, kitchen, working until two, three, four o'clock in the morning, every single night, and then somehow that turned into Skull Candy, and uh, again. It was like it was fast paced, it was underfunded, it was a grind, and uh, a lot happened in that period. You know, we we got married and we had uh, three three children mm-hmm. during Skull Candy, and I remember the day I walked out of Skull Candy for the last time, and it it, it was just like this glorious moment, which is my life is my own again, and I remember. Over the course of, of of the time from from then to when I found my next venture, where, where I said, "I will never give up my life for business again." Mm. But honestly, be, be, because it all it it happened from 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 dating through business, there was just this continuum. I mean, of course, we, we you know we took a few weeks off when we got married, but <laughs> life was really, really uh, just really crazy. Well, I remember after the first year, you said this next year, it's going to slow down. And then the second year, he's <laughs> like, no, no, I promise, like, it will slow down. And I, re- I just remember, like, sitting in our kitchen in that small house in Sugar House and, like, making dinner that was ready at 630 and just crying because you weren't home till, you know, because he just, he worked so hard, so long. He traveled all the time. I was not used to it because my dad didn't do that growing up. And so I didn't. I didn't understand. Like I didn't understand what was going on. And I knew that that it was picking up steam and it was but it was so hard for me to not take it personally. Absolutely, don't you think? The first couple of years of marriage, every business trip I took as a personal offense. Like I literally did. And he sat me down one night. We still talk about this. Uh I don't know how many years into it. This was a conversation. And we went to this Italian restaurant and he sat me down and he said, Do you want to do this with me? Do you want, if you are in, I can do this. If you're not, like I'm, you are kicking against the pricks. Every time I have to do anything, you are fighting me. And I was, I, and I knew it. I didn't try to, you know, I did not say that I wasn't doing it. And he said, you're either with me or not. I can get a nine to five job. Or if you're with me, we can do this together. And that was a turning point. And it, and it took time. 
Um, but it was a huge turning point. My my opening line was, you knew you weren't marrying a librarian. Yeah. Oh, he's always said that. Yeah. And I knew I wasn't. I absolutely knew I wasn't. But I will also say that life is about evolution, and sometimes you learn these things sooner than later. But I also look back on that discussion, on that discussion, sort of that period of my life, and I say, um, there's no question that I had some changes that I had to make as well. I mean, it, it, it is, it's interesting to step back and, you know, I, I, I know people, I, I knew people growing up who had been wildly successful as entrepreneurs, as CEOs, and, you know, from, from the first day of their career until the last day of their career, they were, I mean, they, they were sort of long, they, they worked long and hard hours. And I remember seeing that and, and just wondering how that feels after multiple decades. And, and then I found myself in the middle of it. And, you, you know, you can, get, you can get sucked into it, especially as an entrepreneur. Part of the reason you're an entrepreneur is that, like, you're, gen, you're genuinely consumed by what you do. Like the process of building and creating, and it, it's like it's such an invigorating process that it's un, it's unlike you know I've had jobs before that were totally uninspiring to me, and where it took a lot of discipline. And I'm like looking at my watch <laughs> every five minutes, wondering if it, if it was if it had been an hour. And and a different thing happens when 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 you really connect uh, on a personal and emotional level to what you're building. There, there is this danger that you you get consumed by it because it's fun and it doesn't it doesn't take discipline. Mm-hmm. What were some of the checks that? So I mean, you you had this moment where you I mean, you just shared uh, there were some changes that you needed to make. What helped you realize those changes that did need to happen for yourself personally? You know, um, so Skull Skull Candy was a, a, a Skull Candy was this magical period um, that I don't know that any of us really thought would happen quite the way it would. And um, I remember sitting down with Rick Alden, uh, who was the founder of the business, um, and we sort of said, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna build a $10 million business. And I was thinking, yeah, it's kind of a big, that's kind of a big business. Um, and, then, um, and then getting sucked into it, and it was hard, but it was invigorating. And, and honestly, I really did work and travel so much. And part of it early on was that, you know, we were young and married, and I could be in China and call and have a phone phone call, get on Skype, and we feel like we're connected. Uh, and it's very different when you have when you have kids come along. Yeah. Um, all the time, I would say, hey, I have to go to, you know, I'm I, I'm I'm going to Finland, and we would meet in Paris on the way home. Frequent flyer miles, spend a weekend, we did and that so a lot. that that was that was more manageable. Yeah, that um, was helpful for me. When for sure. before we started having kids, and and then there was this moment, which actually didn't happen until after I'd left Skull Candy, and Skull Candy was insane. I mean, it was like over a million frequent flyer miles, <laughs> you know, hundred nights a year in a hotel for multiple years, a lot of them internationally. And I had this moment after I left where I said, I didn't expect Skull Candy to happen the way that it did. And I have this great opportunity now to rise above this, like, this little industry of selling headphones and figure out what I want to do with my life. It's kind of an interesting time to think, what do I want to do with my life? Well, I'm, I'm in my mid, I'm late 30s. 
And there was a lot of self-reflection. And it was, it, it was partly about business, what I'd done well and what I hadn't. It was partly about what I thought was right for me and my family going forward. You know, was it nonprofit? Was it philanthropic? You know, was it somehow charitable? Was it, was it business? And, you know, one, one of the, there were a couple of moments that, that, that I remember well. One was I was reading Clayton, Clayton Christensen's book on how, how will I measure my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's so much in there that, that causes you to reflect on your greater mission and purpose in life. But part of it's in this context of business, mm-hmm. of, of being a manager and a leader. And I remember this phrase that he uses, which is that management is a noble profession. And it's noble because you're not only paying someone's paycheck, but if you are a good leader, you are creating an environment where they can be their best selves. And they go home and they're better husbands and wives, fathers, mothers, community members, church members. And that that really struck me uh, because... I felt like I was good at that, and mm-hmm. there were a lot of places where I could have spent my time that I wasn't uniquely good at. Um, the other thing that that happened was this: it wasn't a single moment, although I remember a moment where um, you know I just had I had time to spend with my children, and I'd always tried to spend time, but life was insane, and like I really had time. Like I, I remember with my daughter Claire, who I think was probably four years old at the time, I'd be home working in her, what was her, her nursery. That was my office. And um, middle of the day, we'd eat lunch and we'd walk to Top Stop, which is just a you know, gas station mm-hmm. store, and we'd grab a drink. She'd grab a kid's Diet Coke. I was into Mount, Diet Mountain Dew at the time. And we'd walk home and sit on our front porch and we'd talk. And that's, that is just not something that I had ever done uh, with my children before. Mm-hmm. And so there, there was a period of, of nearly a year that really caused me to reflect on the value of the prior eight years. And I, 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 don't, I don't begrudge any of them. Skull Candy was a, a wonderful learning experience. It was a tough experience. Right. It's a great learning experience. But I'm glad I learned that then as opposed to at 65 years old saying, I wish I'd spent my time differently. I wish I'd mm-hmm. prioritized differently. That was that was a real sort of eleven months of of an aha moment for me. So, Kristen, on the so now so now on the flip side, like you're having these uh, parallel experiences. So you sat down for that you know first uh, librarian speech, <laughs> uh, and uh, I was not quite that eloquent. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, and what. What was going through your mind in terms of like your considerations? Uh, you said it, it was a little bit of a process to actually fully get on board. Yeah. Um, like, what were you, what were some of your hesitations, and and why did you ultimately decide? Okay, I'm in. Right. Um, I think understanding that he had to put that time in. Like, I look back at school candy, and it was kind of an all or nothing thing but it kind of was an all or nothing thing, mm-hmm. um, right? Like, I'm not sure what he could have, he looks back and says, now I'm gonna do it differently, but I'm not sure he could have at the time with what he was dealing with. And so I think it did help me to understand there's a lot that he's dealing with here. And if we're, go- if we're going to make this successful, 
he has to put in this time. And I think mm-hmm. I realize that. Where I think if I saw him now at Traeger, let's say, putting in so, all the time he was at, at Skull Candy, it would be hard for me to swallow a little bit because he doesn't need to as much, if, if that makes sense. So at the time, I really think it, it was needed. Um, it, 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 it is, it, 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 it's a really delicate balancing act to be an entrepreneur and a parent and, and a spouse. And I had a little bit of a benefit that um, I get married older than, than, than a lot of people do. And so it didn't feel like, it felt like it was a sacrifice of time, but, but I, I didn't feel like it was bad for our marriage. Mm-hmm. And then we had kids and they were so young that I don't know that they, I don't know they knew that I traveled as much. No, um, I, yeah. But by the way, if, you know, if I didn't come home till 10, 11 o'clock now, first of all, I would miss my family terribly. And I, and I really enjoy the weekend or the, the evenings. And they'd know, like, where's dad? Yeah. You, you know, from, from top to bottom, from, from, from 10, yeah. 10 to 2 years old. And I will tell you, there, there was a moment of sacrifice, um, but I have, I have realized that there is also a better way to do it. As, a, as, a, as an entrepreneur and a CEO, if you build your team the right way and you actually say, what can I uniquely do today that sort of moves the needle on this business? And then if I don't do anything else, if 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 every if all of the other action items are done by the team, what's what's that going to mean from from a result perspective? And so I do I I get more done now because I spend my time differently and I prioritize differently, and I probably don't get the sheer number of tasks or volume done, but because I know that I want to be at home at six thirty, regardless of what is left to do. It forces me to sit down at the beginning, of the beginning of the day, and say, "What are the one or two things that I can uniquely do that drives this business?" And then everything else is not a good use of my time. Hmm. So, so it sounds like you prioritize and, and like schedule your time a little bit differently as a result of uh, of your experiences. Yeah, I mean, part 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 of it is is an unwillingness to give up family time that that just to me is um there's just not enough value i mean i mm-hmm. you know you get to this point where you say to what end mm-hmm. like at, at 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 what point is enough enough and um and so i just decided post skull candy and it, and trader was hard for a while um but it wasn't hard because it was a grind it was hard because it was a hard circumstance mm-hmm. and so you know my my routine is routine is really consistent i leave the house at you know, 8.15 or so, uh, I drop our girls at school. Uh, I go straight. I go to, I go to the office. Uh, I come and, and I leave at 6.15. And like give or take 15, 20, 20 minutes, I shut my laptop. I end the meeting and I walk out and, and, and I get home in time to see my boys, tuck them in, start bedtime. You know, it's like two and a half, three hour routine mm-hmm. to get six children in bed. Um, and, it, and, it's, and it's the most important part of my day. And so it really does force me to think differently. Part of what I didn't know at Skull Candy, frankly, was how to be a CEO. Like I, just, I just didn't, I didn't know that. And so I thought that I had to work, 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 work. 
And then I had this moment where I said, okay, I'm now a little bit smarter. I need to work more intelligently so that I can spend time with my family. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you love the show, please leave a review and share it with a friend. Special thanks to Dave Meekham for recording and editing the episode, as well as Jed Jones for the intro music. 